Welcome back to the podcast. This is Byron Lazine with Corey Covery Gar. Oh, no. Oh, so close. <laughs> Corey Covery Gar. No. Covery Garo. Covery Garo. Garo. So, Corey, I've known you, I don't know, five, six years, something maybe like something like that. Yeah. Corey is the CEO of Planomatic National uh, Real Estate Marketing Company, uh, photography, floor plans, drones, the whole thing, right? Yeah. Why don't you, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your background and how you started Planomatic. Whew, we're going back. I'm old. Yeah, let's go back. Yeah. You're not that old. <laughs> this dude's young. It's all relative. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In college, worked for a friend of a friend, got involved in the photo and floor plan business on his end, um, and then ended up licensing software, boot, bootstrapped our way 14 years later. Um, we're a national provider, but uh, my, my background was in entrepreneurship. It wasn't yeah. you know architecture or photography. I still don't know how to use a camera very well. I was waiting for that because <laughs> I knew that was yeah. the case. I have a good iPhone, so, um, but, uh, but my, my business is um, working with people and, and building you know, a company. So um, we've done all right, um, not funded or anything like that. So that's you know, typically important to know, but had some uh, great growth throughout time. And then um, things slow down a little bit as they do once you hit a, a higher number. So it's hard to break through that. Yeah. When you started, in, in, you said Florida? Or no, I, I grew up in Michigan. Grew up in Michigan. Yeah, so grew up in Michigan. So we started the business. It was myself, my my best friend, uh, and still current business partner, and my father. So my father is actually my CTO. Okay. Um, Aaron Rose is our EVP no of sales. Yep. Uh, he lives uh, just north of here in Redondo Beach, mm -hmm. and um, the three of us are business partners yeah, okay. ever since. Same group. Why, did you just say, oh my God, these agents don't know what the fuck they're doing literally? Like with their photography, they're taking iPhone shots, they're taking yeah, no. photos, they're taking three photos, they're dark. And then you said, I see a need and I can add value to that? Or where? Yeah, no. So when we started, it was 2005. We were competing against agents who were um, taking their own photos, yeah. right? Um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where we started. And. Um, the difference, the, the, the differentiator for us was we could do the photos and the floor plans at the same appointment and have a quick, back then two business days was, was fast, right? Yeah. For that kind of thing. So um, we saw that niche and kind of jumped into it and kept going with it. And that's really what carried us all through, all the way through today is, uh, is that the fact that we do photos and floor plans at the same appointment with a fast turnaround, don't charge you an arm and a leg. You can kind of get the same thing from various 3D models right now, but uh, it's the high quality photos combined with the 2D floor plan that really sets us apart and what, what keeps us competitive. That's that's what we saw back then, and that's still what we see today. Headquartered in Denver. Now in Denver, yep. Started, grew up in, in Michigan uh, from Ann Arbor originally. Um, How many people are in Denver? You know, probably about 45 right now in 45. Denver. And then we, I think we have five remote employees. And we, of course, we have our photographer network, and we have our uh, post-production team as well overseas. So, dude, that, I mean post-production team yeah okay, that's, so a that's, another that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation yeah. right you've got 45 people in denver you've got photographers in how many states i think we're at 35 states 35 states i believe normally it's the states where southwest flies in and out of if, if, if there's no southwest plane we probably don't operate. so literally you're managing like everything full-time employees personal contractors overseas contractors right yep. like i mean that is a, that's, yeah. a that's a little bit of everything in terms of the employment status of people what's yep. the hardest group to manage is it your in-house employees in denver is it these I'm, I'm guessing it is the personal contractors running around these 35 states taking the photography is right. it the overseas team 
What's the so most difficult for today? You? So today's answer is very different from what it was, say, uh, even uh, a year ago. Um, we really uh, it took us a while to get our culture in line, our values, our our you know why we exist kind of thing. But once we got that down, and and we were actually US, um, an US company. We, have you heard? Are you familiar? An entrepreneur operating system. Mm-mm. So we no, run. It's a book that. called book called Traction. Basically, just make sure you have the right people in the right seats. Everyone knows what everyone's doing. Everyone knows where the company is, where it's going. Uh, we work off of 90-day increments, so everyone has quarterly goals. Um, but most importantly, it's it's that it's those core values that you keep screaming and make sure that did everybody aligns with them. Um, did you grow so quickly that you almost ran past core values at any point? Where you're absolutely, like, okay, we're yeah. just we need we need this in this state. Let's go hire it. Let's go do it. Like you're an entrepreneur. Let me sure. just go make it happen. And then you almost forget about establishing core values and you know it didn't we didn't forget about it you know we knew that kind of thing existed it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't mainstream to have core values until like what five years ago maybe i mean i could be mistaken but it didn't i didn't i didn't come across it as much and and as we grew and as we were trying to figure out how to break through um that became very apparent and obvious to us that we needed a set of rules to all you know get behind and believe in and and to bring us together as a group so um, once we once we put that in place, it was it was a lot better than it was before. Did we grow too? F- no, there's I mean there's never a better time in the present really to to put core values into place. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would just say that we didn't really think it was necessary until we saw that we didn't we weren't aligned as a company, and that's when we said okay let's pump the brakes for a second let's let's get something in writing here let's get everyone behind it. Let's you know I, when I really not only was. And, you know, I don't know what it was five or six years ago was your product superior to everyone else. But when I met you, Kevin, guys like AJ and Tim and Aaron, like I fell in love with the culture at the top of the company. Right. Right. But you can't have me out shooting your property. You definitely can't. Well, you don't even know how to use. I don't. But I'd still it'd still be fun. I can guarantee that. And like what you're what you guys are pulling off is extremely hard. Yeah. Now, there are definitely agents out there. I'm going to if you don't mind me being frank and kind of cutting to a little bit of the chase. I'll answer your I didn't answer your question before, but I'll get to that. I'll get back to that. There are agents that are frustrated with maybe it's turnover of these independent contractors. I still Mm -hmm. I've got to imagine they're the hardest to manage. So that was the question. Yeah. Yeah. The the independent contractors. And I want to go there a little bit because we don't use that word manage when we talk about contractors. But that's that's true. Another Uh, maybe it's expectations. Right. Or just, you know, they're they're representing to, you know, a large degree the Planomatic brand. They're the front line. They're the front line. They see our clients every single day. Yeah. How hard is that? to get repeat customers if they have a bad experience with one of those independent contractors? Well, so back to your question, yes. To get to get a group of talented, creative artists to march you know, the same beat and, and the same drum is, is difficult, and that's something that we haven't, we haven't figured out yet. Um, we have a lot of plans to do so. How do you get an agent who is frustrated by a single experience to remain a client? Well, you monitor those experiences really well, and mm-hmm. that's something that we don't do right now. Um, you've never received a quick, hey, how was your experience kind of survey. Maybe you received an NPS survey at some point in time, but who knows who gets those. Um, but I think that the, the way to do it is to be transparent, right? So Uber, 
you know, when you get an Uber, you know your rating, you know your driver's rating, your driver knows that you're gonna rate them and, and you know Ooh. that they're gonna rate you, right? Yeah. So that create that's that's a network effect um, that, and transparency is really important for that. And that's, that's one thing that we're working on right now is creating a rating system, a feedback um, system so that if there is a bad experience, we can be on top of it immediately and hopefully avoid more poor experiences because knowing very well that there could be a rating going back and forth, right? That is basically pretty brilliant. I really like well, I didn't, I didn't invent it, but it's, well, Uber yeah. Did. So somebody at Uber, right? No, like everybody's kind of um, obviously seeing the power in ratings and rankings and reviews. Transparency in, in ratings, rankings, and reviews, right? Because if you're ranking and rating, we have a rating system internally, and it, it works okay, but A, we can't pinpoint a bad experience from an agent, and B, if nobody sees that, that rating, it's not, it's insignificant. And are right? you going to get more work if you're not, you know, Rated exactly. Yeah. As an independent contractor, right. preferential treatment and scheduling, all that stuff. Yeah. And independent contractors are absolutely, in my opinion, very difficult. Like when you're comparing to employee, and everybody's employees got problems, all this kind of sure. stuff, right? But they're almost always looking for the next thing, right? Like um, you've definitely seen some of these people go and siphon out of the attention in the business that you've created. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. Which is probably almost impossible for you at some degree to, to kind of absolutely. I mean, the goal is to provide enough value for the photographer that they, they, you know, prefer not to go do sales or do billing or, or, you know, collections or support or whatever it is and work with those that want to do high volume of creative on site work um, and provide enough of a value proposition for them to continue to do so as opposed to doing it on their own. Some do it on their own and that, you know, that works for them. That's fine. Um, but uh, our goal is to make sure that the experience is really great, not only so not only for our, our customers and our clients, but also for our photographers. We want to make sure that experience is really, really high end so that they enjoy what they're doing, feel like they're being compensated fairly for it, and want to continue doing it. I mean, that's the goal. Yeah, it's, that, I mean, it's important, too, because when they do, some of them go out on their own, and they, to your point, realize how much back end, how much editing, and then how much a rainy week can literally almost put them out of business I'm, you know, just assuming here that they will now kind of come to some degree crawling back to Planomatic looking for, or a company like whatever, looking for that consistent work. Right. Because unless you scale and you're going to hire out people underneath you as a photographer, as a single photographer, and I've said this to a lot of independent photographers in the past, it's like you're going to get to a point where you're not even going to be able to compete, uh, keep up with my work. Well, you're going to get to a point where your value proposition is going to run out because you're going to be so busy. So you're going to be just like the rest of them, right? Correct. So do you want to set up a, a you know a support staff that's answering the phones, twelve hours a day? Do you want to set up a post production you know partner that can help you process photos so you can eat dinner with your family? I mean, it just depends what you want. You, everyone's going to get to that point eventually. That that's what's difficult about it. Um, it. It's it's a little hard for me because one of my kind of my my personal whys in business is seeing people, you know, progress or or become professionals and, and grow that way, whether it's at our company or, or elsewhere. We had some people who left who were employees that became entrepreneurs and started their own thing. And that's like amazing for me, right? I love that kind of thing. So it's it's a, a push and pull with the photographers where I like to see people go out and become entrepreneurs um, as long as it's done ethically. Like I love it, right? Um, well, I would argue this and I'm gonna piss some photographers off right now. There's like some some really good camera and photography guys here in the room with Sam and AJ. Most people behind a camera are not entrepreneurs. Like I'm just going to be frank about it. Most artists 
are not business people, are not entrepreneurs, can't stomach making payroll every single week, can literally not stomach putting in systems and, and different people in place and recruiting and the, the thought of losing people and all of this kind of stuff. They're just not. There are a few of them that mm-hmm. can, to your point. Sure, there are, yeah, of course. But yeah. the far majority of people that have this skill are not entrepreneurs. Right. I mean, the far majority, you know, the majority of people who are, the majority of people are not entrepreneurs. chefs that are cooking at a restaurant are not entrepreneurs and can't, you know, or, or won't come as easily for them to, to start a restaurant, for example. I mean, that's everywhere, right? So, yeah, I mean, if you, if you, but if it's a hobby business, if you're like, hey, these are my hours, you know, if I'm too busy, I'm just going to raise my prices. And that, by the way, that, that's what I would do. If you're, if you're a photographer, you're too busy, raise your prices yeah. um, if you're an independent. Um, and that's, uh, again, another whole conversation is keeping photographers happy, keeping prices you know, low and happy for agents. But um, Well, because I think, let's go It, it depends, yeah. Let's, but let's it, switch gears a little bit sure. with, the, with the prices because I do think, certainly with you know, professional photography, keeping the prices at a reasonable rate because now we were just talking about it earlier with, with AJ. Like Zillow is like really like heavy on having a – listing video on every single listing. So now it's like, okay, I need to get drone. I need to get listing videos. I need to get floor plans. I need to have this, this Zillow well, Zillow, video. Zillow needs you to keep feeding their media monster, right? Of, of course. So, yeah. so Zillow's now asking everyone to, to do that. Yep. Exactly. So now you're like, I need four five, six different things before I can eat pieces of creative content before I can even launch right. my listing. Mm-hmm. So if my photography is so expensive, do I have the money left to do all of this other stuff? I say so that far, last with, I checked, there were a hundred pennies in a dollar, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. And I, and I say that with this caveat that 100% of photos on listings in the MLS in America today should be professionally shot. You should be out of the business. You shouldn't be allowed to have an MLS ID if you're not using professional photography. That's how strongly I feel about it. We're, we're on the way with the Association of Real Estate Photographers or something like that. At, good. Least, at least, you know, putting certification behind, behind it so that – and even if you're a good photographer, like – you're in the real estate business. Do you really want to be shooting photos because you happen to be good at it? Or do you want to be out getting another listing? Exactly. Right? Right. So that, that's kind of what we push even to those hobbyists. It's like, um, but, but back to price, like I, I, so, I want to so touch the price things. has to yeah. be reasonable. Go ahead. It has to be reasonable. Here's the deal with price in the service industry. You have three, three major topics, right? You have price, you have speed and you have quality. And what, what I think that it's really hard for people to understand is you can't get all three. You're never going to get all three. You're never going to get price, speed, and quality. You're going to get two, right? So you have to pick which two do you want. Do you want something cheap that might have fine quality, but it's going to be really slow? Mm-hmm. Or do you want something expensive that's you know going to have the other well, yeah, two? Like, I mean, you're cornering me in speed and quality. Yeah, <laughs> like, speed, okay, need, speed and quality. But, but you want to pay a fair price, right? A low a price, price or a fair well, price. I mean, I don't know. Like if you didn't have to think about speed and quality, and let, let's let's throw another in there and say the, the actual experience you're having, right? Mm-hmm. Our goal is to make – so. Our, our two-year goal is to make ordering photography as easy as it is to order from Amazon and get something delivered to your house in two hours, yep. right? That's what we want. But can we provide that at the lowest and, be, and compete on price? No, sir. No way. If these photographers are maybe bidding. Perhaps. That's kind of like a network of a marketplace, if you will, right? A marketplace of the photographers where they're, you put out the job and now they're maybe bidding on that job based right. off of, you know, the rankings is, I don't know, it's just. No, and, and we've seen, about. so we, we've been uh, working closely with, with kind of a, a competitor in the space and, and they have a, a similar model um, and the business model doesn't work. Um, it just doesn't. 
you have attrition. You have to have a reason to keep people on the platform. Uh, Uber, it's easy, right? With Uber, like you, I need a ride right now. You know, I, I'm not gonna call, you know, Joey who dropped me off two weeks ago because I don't know where I don't know where Joey is. Yeah. I need someone who's like three minutes, four minutes on Uber. You're like, where's Lyft? Where, where's the other app? Right. So two minutes. So that keeps people on the platform. Photography and real estate to have to, to say, okay, they're gonna do their own post. They're gonna do their own support. We're just a marketplace to meet them. They're gonna, they're gonna go away. So the model, you know, it's it's a good idea in theory. And if you were to offer additional service on top of that, like um, uh, appraisals, bad example, but inspection and you know, uh, radon, you name it, one marketplace to get everyone on the same platform to keep them there because they need more additional services. Great, but if if you if the only compelling reason is the transaction, the immediate transaction, then they're eventually gonna find themselves outside the platform. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the biggest problem with uh, network effect businesses that think, oh, there's a need. You're not solving that great of a pain by having the marketplace there. If it's just pricing, you're, I mean, no one created a, a network effect business in a marketplace just to provide lower prices. It doesn't, you have to solve a bigger pain than that. And, and if it's all gonna be about price, then everybody's gonna have the same product. There's not gonna be much differentiation between agents, photos, yeah, and, and you know, and then, and then it's a race to the bottom for prices and, that, and then nobody wins. And listen, I don't think photos are going anywhere, but if you had to, and listing photography in particular, mm -hmm. if you, and video's been a big part of, you know, f uh, listings and for, who? Listing for listing agents to promote their, their listing. Not for you guys, maybe. You're no, not doing but, much video. Well, perhaps on the higher end. I mean, we're, it's, it, you know, we were talking about video 10 years ago. I'm still failing to see where it's mainstream, you know? We'll touch, it, touch on that. What do you mean? Yeah, well, I mean, today people still need to market their property, right? They, they, they need photos. It's a, it's what we call a perennial. Um, yeah. I would agree with you right? by the way, that people looking at homes are looking much closer at the photography than they are at a listing video. If they're really interested in buying right. property, they're like there's, they yeah. want the, the ability to scroll through it's each just, room. It's just a matter of what's, what's it going to replace, right? You have a certain amount of money to spend for marketing. What, what is it going to replace? So, they still need still photos because print is it's very much alive and print and, and photos are quick. You're at work. People are looking for homes. Well, at I disagree work, with you that right? print is very much alive. That's what I said. It is very much still alive. No, no, I disagree. Oh, you with disagree that. with that. I disagree with that. Uh, Meaning, all right, if you want to keep a luxury seller happy and you're like, okay, I'm going to put you in the boat magazine. Okay. You're going to keep your seller happy, but yeah, very much alive in terms of selling real estate. I disagree. Yeah, but everything we everything we do is to keep the client alive. Right, just happy, don't get right? fired from the listing. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you're are you not printing for your boat people? Like, we're doing like print brochure. We're not we're not putting into print magazines. And if no. we do, it's a it's a very unique situation. Right. But you're we're not doing not doing newspaper. You're not doing newspaper. Are you are you doing direct mail? We do we do direct mail. Yeah. That's it, man. You need photos for that, right? Yes. You need it. So so. I think we can both agree there's an absolute, you're not, we're, we're a far away from being able to, to list a property and say, you know what, for this, I just need a photo, photo in 3D. I mean, what, can you imagine a listing that you've got right now where you don't need photos, you just need, no, cause no, we can't, pull, right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with that. So as long as it's an absolute necessity, um, it's just, it's here to stay. So that's, that's part of the marketing package. So what can go, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to advertise on social media, although it's probably a pretty good idea to do so. Um, you don't have to have a video, but for a higher end listing maybe, or 3D maybe if you're competing against another agent, that's where it becomes really, really important.
Well, I would. I mean, Zillow right now is is trying to get a hundred percent of their listings to have video. Now, yeah. it, it the creative's really bad because they're pushing people into using their cell phones on this like walk through type of tour. But now, if you go on a Zillow listing and it doesn't have this video, and I, I'll be the first to admit, we're mm -hmm. not doing them. Uh, you know, if it doesn't have it, it will say no video here. Like click to upload your video and the consumer now can sure, see yeah. the difference between listings that have video and ones that do not. That right there, because Zillow, by the way, they're, they're pretty big. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, I think so, yeah. So They're here to stay for a little while. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to stick around. For everyone that thinks Zillow is going to go away, yeah, they're but, not going anywhere. But how are they fed, though? Like, you know, if they don't have photos, if Zillow doesn't have access to photos tomorrow, are they around? I mean, if I can answer that for you. They would still be around based off of being if, there already, if, but I no. mean, uh, I don't think they'd be. I mean, based on being yeah. there, but if they were shut, people down, would leave. People would leave. They would have no reason. They go there to yeah. view homes, right? So they are they're trying to figure out ways to. If for some reason the MLS pulls a plug on the photos, for example, they want to make sure they still have content, and not only that, they also want to make sure they have data because they're not just using these videos, these three D walkthroughs, to market your property. Guess what? They're working on AI products to be able to translate that that 3D walkthrough into data about your home and store that data so they can continue to market to the right people, right? And, and listen, Zillow's been built off of everybody else's data or yeah. creative or whatever. Well, it's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not saying they're doing anything unethical no, or, or illegal, but, but they are fed literally by receiving media, media about properties. And so this is another channel for them to make sure to continue to Let, receive that. Let's that. clear up this confusion a little sure. bit. Who owns all those photos on Zillow um, that come, like say yeah. they come from a hired source, like sure. Planomatic, like you guys. Um, well, I, you know, last, last I checked, copyright was still law here in this country. And it, it says the U S government says that if, um, if those photos aren't transferred in writing to the new owner, then the photographer still owns them. And that's regardless of anything you click through as you upload to the MLS or to Zillow, because you as a real estate agent don't actually have the right to provide these third-party portals ownership or copyright. Um, I don't know the details of the VHT Zillow lawsuit and why that was overturned at the end. Um, I think I do, but but still, the, you know, they're not overturning copyright law anytime soon. So as soon as as soon as you whoever clicks that button on the camera, unless they write explicitly that I'm transferring ownership or um, or if it's in the terms of the agreement for the shoot, then that photographer. Um, still owns the photos and in our case for example we we have you know subcontractor contracts and um and those photographers do accept that that we own the copyright to those photos and to make sure that we can provide them to the agents in a format and and, and so that they can uh market those properties but unless it's written unless it's in writing you know it's still owned by the photographer whoever you paid to shoot i mean I, here's an example we we had uh, family family portrait shots um by a photographer not too long ago and um, turns out that we paid for that photographer to come out and shoot, but when we wanted to use the photos, guess what? There was an additional price, and you know, I was I was taken aback, but I get it because it was such a personal. Yeah, it was a personal. You know, well, my you know my wife did the deal, and she didn't. She, you know, we, we didn't really check very well, um, but it turned out, yeah, that the, that what we paid for was for them to come out and shoot. And when it came to usage of the photos, that was a whole different story, and that's real. That's very real. Whether whether you like it or not, or or think because I paid for these photos, no, you you didn't. Because the cost to come out and shoot photos and use them for a specific license is very different from having someone come out and shoot and, and giving you ownership. How much different. confusion in your business, 35 states, 
is there on a weekly basis where agents are like, hey, wait a minute, the, I don't have that listing now, and now the photo's over here, and like, I thought I own these yeah. listings. How much of that are you dealing with? I'd have to check for sure, but my guess is maybe one or two a week, mm -hmm. perhaps, and we're talking about hundreds of listings a week, so if not thousands, so um, very little. People typically understand. It's it's odd, I know. It's It seems like this... I mean, I have lots of agents that are always like, thinking that they own. Yeah, a lot of them think they do. Right? They, they never find out whether they do or not because they typically don't need them for anything aside from what we provide the license for them to do, which is market that subject property. Or you know, there are some broader licenses that are provided, like you can market yourself um, or your, your website or whatever the case may be. And um, you know, for us, our views are very different from, from a few other companies. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not reselling photos. It's not our bit. Like I, I don't know. I, so I, I, it, I would have a hard time yeah, selling the license to a, uh, someone's living room so that it could appear in a coffee book, for example. Yes. No, it's I get not, that. Now, what about in a situation where an agent expires out? Mm -hmm. no, a new agent, new brokerage gets that listing. Mm -hmm. Are you going out and reshooting, or are you reselling those photos that you own? We're not reselling any photos. We uh, we do transfer um, if we get in writing from the agent that and this is all courtesy like we don't really I mean you don't have to I don't get have it. to legally I I mean, what's ethical that's a different story but we we do uh, we do if someone comes to us and says hey I want to use these photos or whatever we say okay um, you know grab grab the agent that paid for them let us know that it's okay and we'll if go not we can book another shoot we'll go out yeah, there yeah. and 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 reshoot it right what, what's your take let's switch gears a little bit a little lighter. Sure. Topic here, it um, people that want to do photos and are you seeing with your data? Are you seeing any success with this? Where they're bringing in actors and they're staging people in the property and and <coughs> doing those types of photo shoots. And I know depending on your MLS laws, that can right. not even be okay. But are you getting those types of requests? We're not. We're not getting those types of requests. And we're not seeing that. But similar to virtual staging, we can we can make that happen, right? So we don't need the actors actually okay. there. Um, and we're looking into making that, uh, broadening that that uh, line of business um, and being able to offer those services. Do you think it's important? Do you think a lot of people from a buyer perspective want that? They want to see that? You know, I, I'm I'm on both ends of this. I, I don't know. I think once it's you, super once lame, but I mean, I think, well, I here's what's scary like for me is- um, Do that in the luxury end. You, you put a certain- type of person in that setting and all of a sudden you've kind of like boxed that home into that type of person and I don't think that's healthy to be honest with you. I, I, have, I have a problem with putting our, when, when, we're, when we're going with live scheduling there was a big question was are we going to put our photographer's photos you know, in, in the back end so that they can choose based on what the photographer looks like and I don't want to go there, right? Because people mm. look, everyone looks different. And it has no bear, n nothing to do how, with their talents. That's how you know so many I mean? agents get selected. Well, yeah, they, they look like you and I. Right. Yeah. That's why Tom Tool's got so much damn business. Everyone, everyone that knows who Tom Tool is. Let's just put Tom Tool's face right here. That's why. That's I don't know. I mean, let's focus killing. on. Do we look the same? Like that's my. That's true. I'm getting this from We've everybody. We've gotten that a lot from people. Yeah, Kevin um, Knoll especially is like, you have to bring up the fact that you look identical. I'm, like, I'm glad you didn't know. bring Kevin here. No, yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm glad I didn't bring. I'm Kevin actually here bummed either. you didn't bring Kevin. I love Kevin, but I would have had to share a hotel room with him. You would have. I would have. Yeah. Are you sharing with AJ? No. 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 I had a long weekend. I had a long family weekend, and I actually went into a panic attack in the Uber on the way here, and was like, how much is it for a last minute hotel? I need some space. Not from AJ, but just from. You know. Look at that, AJ. Yeah. You're so I found one, yeah. But, um, All right, dude, so let's wrap this thing up. 
we, we kind of... Um, you haven't asked me any hard questions yet. No, I thought we did ask you the hard ones. Yeah, I guess. What, I mean, th- those are the things that I... I mean, listen, from my own experience, that's those are the, that's the trouble I've had with, with Planomatic. And I adore you. I adore everybody from top down is that when I get a dick bag photographer that comes out and is rude to the client and, you know, is late and all this kind of stuff, which is 150% out of your control. Mm-hmm. That's no. what, as an agent, that's arguable, what, but it's harder. Right? It's harder. Yeah. It's extremely hard. Yeah. That's what infuriates me right and i see how hard it is to operate a, a business like yours because then you do see some of the good photographers spin off try to start their own business and like all this kind of stuff but it's a balancing act because i know that that single photographer is not going to be able to keep up with the amount of output that we have and i think it's uh, you know i, I think the, se- the the secret the secret sauce i really do believe is is transparent feedback and, and ratings and making sure everybody on both sides know that um, if there's a bad experience, people are going to know about it and know about it quick, right? Yeah. I think that's really, that's helpful. Let me ask you a hard question. Go for it. Yeah, sure. So, Uh-oh. yeah, no. Um, like I've been thinking about this for a while. You're, you're, like always, you're, always on, you're always on, right? You're always on camera. Sometimes. Well, okay, so, so, what's, so tell me what that's like. What, what are you, what's your life like when you're not on camera, when you're not around people, and what do you think about what do you and, and what do you feel? My life also? is extremely boring. Mm, um, yeah, is, is part of the is part of the deal. Sam can attest to this. There's no, not, when like, like Sam's Sam shaking. His no, head, I'm yes. talking about when Sam's not around either. When you're alone with your thoughts, what's going through your mind? What's that like? Do you like being alone? I love being alone, dude. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, I get a lot done when I'm alone. Like I can really start to go through all those crazy thoughts because the crazy thoughts are happening no matter what. So like if I'm with a whole bunch of people, it's now just like I'm trying to filter through that as well as like do everything else I'm doing. But when I'm alone, that's when I get the most work done. Right. I, yeah. if my wife so work. divorced me so you, right so now, you work 24 seven, you work. Um, I mean, I not 24 seven cause I'm sleeping and I'm some <laughs> other stuff, but yeah, if my wife left me, I would literally, which is not going to happen, hopefully not any, anytime ever. Um, I would not even be like focused on like going and like having a girlfriend cause they would just, or whatever. Right. Like it would just completely take so much time. I like alone time. Like yeah. I like to go home and be alone. You ever lived by around. yourself? What's that? Have you ever lived by yourself? I really haven't because my wife and I have been together forever. Yeah. Um, but she knows like if I need that alone time, just kind of like don't talk to me yeah which is she's totally cool with that she by is the way. absolutely good for you um but i don't know i mean i i think i think everybody needs a little bit alone time i say this on the 5 a.m call all the time be super selfish so that you can be selfless and part of that morning routine is that's two hours hour and a half of like alone time just me before i start that day that's a really powerful place to start it's like if you can have some alone time in the beginning of your day before everybody's pulling and grabbing at you like a CEO with 35 people in 35 states, 45 employees, yeah. contractors everywhere. I'm up between 4.30 and 5 because I need that time yeah. in the morning before it's my kids wake up. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. How many kids you have? Uh, two. Yeah. Four and one and a half. I've got one. I couldn't even, like, I can't even imagine the second one because every time you add another element to your life, to your business. Seconds easier. To your family. Maybe it is, but. Yeah. You're, you're adding, 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 which is going to constrict all of that time that we're talking about that's super valuable. Um, and you've got to find those little opportunities to really, really invest in 
you. So yeah. So five years ago, you were you were a, an agent. I, I think you were at William Pitt, right? I was at Pitt. You're kind of doing your own, and then something happened. I don't know what happened. Something happened, and you decided I'm I'm going for the stars, right? I'm gonna be big. Mm. You did. Well, what I was don't know. what was that moment? Um, I don't know that I've had any you moments. Got a damn camera crew and four, think, four people had, around. What's I don't going think on? I met these two guys, these three guys right here. Actually, Scott just walked in. Um, Why should they give a shit? Why are we here? What 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 decided? What what did you decide one day to say? You know what? We're gonna make this bigger than just. Irons well, I mean, here's what I'll tell you. The reason why we're doing a lot of this stuff, you know, like I'm 100% not satisfied just selling real estate in one small little town in Connecticut for the rest of my life. Like that is not appealing to me. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of agents that have built great careers, 30, 40, 50 years sitting in one town, being the neighborhood agent and selling in that town for the rest of their life. That's not intriguing to me. So I know for a fact, building brand whether that is going to just bring you more referrals for your expanding territory and your expanding business, or it's going to lead you to some opportunity you don't even know about 10 years down the road or whatever. It's dramatically important. It's something that you guys should be doing more of. You should be doing more of it. Planomatic as a whole should be doing more brand building, being closer to the consumer, closer to the customer, because you don't even know what door it'll open in five or six years, but it will open a big one. So how do you, so for those agents who are trying to build, build big businesses and teams, right? Um, but at the end of the day, they don't, they want the machine to run while they're away. How do you, are you, have you accomplished that where the machine is running while you're away? Or are you still very much a part of the day to day kind of in the, you know, the it, allure to why people want to work with it is. And it isn't meaning did the training happen at 1130 today? Yes. Was there, I was on the 7am call, even though it was 4am here. Did that happen? Yes. You know, all our meetings happened. The new agent tra- training program went on. But like, if I wasn't there, you know, okay, today was fine. Tomorrow will be fine. This week will be fine. But if I'm not there, you know, for the next two or three months, Fire it will skill. definitely not yeah. keep going. Um, I'd love to get to that point where it's like I've got pff, enough players in place. We're getting our thing. We say at the end of our seven o'clock call every single day. Get better every single day. You have a five and a seven. Seven o'clock's team, five AMs, you know, Got not, like not a, mandatory like a for the stand team. Up or yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Get better every day. Work harder today than you, you know, on being better than you were yesterday, right? And so we've just got to get a little bit better. But for me to even think about things running without me being there for like a full year, I, I don't, I can't even wrap my head around it. How many agents are you now? We have eleven agents. And we have three people on staff on the real estate side and then five people in the marketing company. And what, what's the best marketing tactic you've found or sales tactic to find new clients? The number one. Brand. I mean, brand. Yeah. Just this stuff. Yep. Yeah. 100%. People are like, oh, I saw you on the podcast. You know, by the way, am I listening Over to Over 50% of, of my closed deals are referrals. And referrals, you can break that down into a whole bunch of different categories, but ultimately it comes down to always putting, you know, content creation. That's um, that's how I built my business. You buy leads? Some, not a lot. From? Some from Zillow. Um, where else are we buying some leads from? We're taking some leads from like Op City, which is high referral fee. We're doing some of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they were just acquired by Realtor.com, right? Yep. Yep. All right, dude. I, I like how you flipped this whole thing. On yeah, me. right. That was that was interesting. I got more, but we, I think we gotta go. All right, uh, Corey, 
where can people connect with you or the company or whatever, you know, wherever you want people to go or one last yeah. parting shot that you want to give to any agents out here listening that um, maybe have used Planomatic or that are not doing, you know, listing photography? Well, how to find me, best place to find me is on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active lately in LinkedIn. It's kind of substituted my late night uh, Facebook browsing. I'm over nice. that for a while. Um, that's where to find me for agents. What do I have to say to them? What do you got? You got what do I this got? Is your, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your time. Say something. To the no, it's an interesting. It's an interesting time. I mean, we're, we're, there are a lot of of yeah. I, I guess the number one thing that I would that I can't say to people directly when I hear about I get I get dashboards and status reports and this and that um, is that we are working our ass off to make it a, an amazing experience for real estate agents to order photos and floor plans. We are we are working our ass off for the support for the quality, for the timeliness of the appointments, for technology. You know, we're working our butts off and um, and we're, we're, we're going through a lot of changes right now. Um, 2020 is gonna be a wild year. We're gonna have some really cool new things in place. But I think overall it's like, cause when I get, a, a, I get negative feedbacks for Facebook, for Google, whatever it is, it comes straight to my inbox. And it's like, it's like a knife when I get a bad review, when we get a bad review. And I could easily turn that off, but I don't. I don't know why, because you're always going to have people who are unsatisfied. But it pains me. And so for those people, I would say just know that we are, that's our focus. Our focus is not to, you know, how much money can we squeeze out of these people? No, we're, we're trying to make, we're trying to create an incredible experience with a high quality product. Um, and for those that are, that are uh, supporting us and, and, and continuously using us, we thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah, and I'd love and I'd love for anybody that's if you're on YouTube watching this or I know obviously on the podcast there's not gonna be a comment section, but Facebook or YouTube, if you've ever used Planomatic, throw us a why if you haven't say no and why you haven't yet. Maybe they're not in your market, but uh, please put that into the comments. Corey, really appreciate I you. hope this is one of many. This will be one of many yeah. podcasts we do. All right, cool. With the Planomatic players. We'll get AJ on here. Soon enough. Absolutely. Soon, yeah. All right, guys, if you haven't checked out Planet Mac, check them out. Really appreciate the time. Thanks, Brian. And we'll uh, see you soon.